Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Meet My Friend Friday, and I actually have an old friend on the podcast with me for episode number 655, my friend and physician turned naturopath, uh, essential oils enthusiast, Edie Wadsworth is on the podcast with me. And today we're going to be spending some time talking about wellness in the fall. So uh, I love this girl, and I know you guys are going to love her too. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So Edie, my friend, welcome back to the show, woman. It's been too long. Hi, I know. You're like busier than I am, which is saying something. I can never even keep up with what city you're in. I know. <laughs> I know. It's a little crazy town. I actually have, I think, three weeks off right now. So it's just enough oh. just enough time for me to um, go down to the Homeschool Resource Center and write a new book. So I think that's what I'll do in my three weeks. <laughs> Well, it is so awesome to hear your voice again. I have loved following along on Instagram with all your travels and speaking and all that. Well, I'm excited that you're here. And you and I have a really fun topic today. This is something uh, that I love talking about uh, with the women around me and the women who come to the Resource Center and women I meet on the road. And that is the topic of um, intimacy and hormones and how essential oils can help. And this is one of the questions I get a lot uh, when I'm traveling, believe it or not, when I'm traveling, I had a woman, I was in Iowa just about uh, a week ago. It actually is. It's a week ago. I was in Iowa in uh, Cedar Rapids. Actually, no, I flew into Cedar Rapids and I drove to Cedar Falls. All the Cedar things there mess me up like <laughs> the peach things do when I'm in Atlanta. <laughs> I'm like, I was on peach drive. I don't know. That could be anywhere in Atlanta. Uh, anyway, so this woman, she came up to me and she said, you know, um, you smell so good. What are you wearing? And I said, oh, it's uh, look in my bag. So I was signing books. I said, look in my bag. I think it's in the front um, right-hand pocket. And when she opened it up, like eight oil bottles came out and she just started laughing. <laughs> she was like, oh my <laughs> word, you're one of those. And I was like, well, I I was introduced to essential oils. I've been using them for almost 10 years. And I said, I they helped me with cotton picking everything, almost everything. And uh, we yes. got, you know, after everybody left, she stayed around because she, you know, she'd screwed off all the lids to my oils, of course, by then. And then She's smelling each one of them and what's this one for and what's this one for? And so when she left, we got to talking about it and the conversation turned to um, hormones and what did I do post hysterectomy? Because, you know, I've had a hysterectomy. I'm like, my life's like an open book, like 42,000 people listening to this. Yes, I've had a hysterectomy. We can talk about it again some more later if you want. (laughs) Um, But you have a lot of experience with this. I do. I love talking about hormones and oils and intimacy. And actually it's one of my favorite classes to teach because I think what happens is we assume that as we age or maybe after we have hysterectomy or as we approach menopause or perimenopause, we assume, okay, life is over. Now I'm old. 
now I can't right. have fun anymore. You know? Like, right. Well, they kind of start that- telling you that really. I mean, women are hearing that now in their thirties, right? I, I mean, I was, I think I was 30, well, I was 41 when I had my last baby, but I was in my mid thirties when I was pregnant with one of them. I can't remember who. And uh, that's what happens when you have seven kids. My kids were like, when was I born? I don't, I don't know. I don't remember, but you're here. So yay, yay you. <laughs> so I remember going to the doctor and they were like, oh, you're advanced maternal age. Uh, yep. And they start telling you that really early. And so of course, you know, you know, perimenopause hits, menopause, whatever. And we're just like, well, they told me I was old when I was 32. So I guess now I'm on death's door, right? Yeah. And I think we assume that we're supposed to be hot and angry and not <laughs> in our husbands and we like accept that as if that's okay and I love you know watching women as I teach my hormones class I love watching the light go off and they go oh I don't have to feel this way I don't have to be mean and angry and hot and Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. life can be beautiful and wonderful and you know physical Mm -hmm. um through all of that Mm -hmm. oh yeah and it is some of the best about it yeah, I mean this this should be some of the best part about being a woman and and we get it it feels like it's stolen from us I think in lots of different ways. Before we go any further, I realize that there're going to be a lot of people on this show who haven't heard you before. This is your second time on the podcast with me, but you were a physician, well you are. You're a physician and can you just give the like the 45 second synopsis of how you moved from there to here? Yes. I had my own version of a health crisis about 4 years ago. And I had practiced medicine for long enough to know that I didn't want to be taking 11 prescriptions and going to have lab work and x-rays all the time. And I started digging and doing a ton of research, trying to figure out if there was a better way. And I found it in nutrition and natural health, essential oils, supplements. And I'm telling you, I'm 48 years old. Um, I feel better than I ever have. I've lost 35 pounds in the last few years. My hormones are balanced. My thyroid is healed. Um, my adrenals are healed. Like all the things that I was suffering with back then, I've been able through nutrition, oils, and supplements to basically give myself a new lease on life. And it's not that I don't, it's not that I don't think we ever need modern medicine. The technology is amazing. The advances are amazing, but they can't fix what's chronically broken in most of us. And I think we have to take the onus of that back on ourselves and we have to be in charge of our health and we have to realize that we're the ones that can really do something about it. And so I love empowering women and teaching women how to do that. That's so awesome. And you and I are the same age. I forgot you said I'm 48 and I'm like, oh my goodness. We're like, uh, we were like separated at birth. So I think we were. <laughs> <laughs> right. probably, I would love to see your high school picture. We both probably have the same giant 80s hair. <laughs> we do. They're absolutely. Yeah. And it's coming back. I don't know if you've noticed that. I was looking through a magazine or whatever the other day and I was like, oh my word, everyone's wearing mom jeans and cable knit sweaters. And I had yes, to, I had to laugh up. I know. I'm my, my kids were like, please don't do it, mom. I'm like, why not? You guys can do it. Why can't I do it? <laughs> Apparently you can only wear the mom jeans if you're not a mom. I know. And why do they look so cute on like 17 year olds? I don't know. I don't know. Right. It's just, it's sad. I'm going to stick with, I'm going to stick with what works for me now. I've, I've moved to that, to that phase of my life. All right. So Edie, so the mom who's listening, the mom who's listening to this and she is really struggling. I'm going to move, let's talk about intimacy and hormones, but I kind of want to start with intimacy because I wrote a book several years ago 
on the preciousness of marriage. And I think so many marriages are under attack uh, right now. I mean, for sure, in the Christian community, obviously, we see it all over the place. But I hear from women every every single time I'm, I go out speaking, particularly if I'm talking about marriage, who say, um, I've lost my sex drive. I don't have much interest in my husband anymore. And it's causing, um, obviously, it's causing uh, tension between she and her husband because uh, God meant for us to be intimate. He created us for intimacy. And so when a mom comes up to you or a woman, she doesn't even have to be a mother, a woman comes up to you and she says, I'm struggling to even have, um, to be attracted to my husband anymore. I feel frustrated um, because he is interested in me and I'm trying to reciprocate, but I can't. What, where, yeah. where can she start? What is there hope for this, for this woman? Yes, there is. Oh my goodness. There's all kinds of hope for this woman. First of all, I applaud anybody who can be honest enough with themselves and can speak that out loud because that means that you're going to be able to find answers and find help. I think what I, what I hate to see more than that is somebody who's lost all that, but, but isn't concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. You know, like, Oh, with age or because I've had this done or because I've had this done, this is just normal. Now it's not normal and it's not good for marriages and it's not good for children because they need to see a vibrant, healthy, um, Love affair. That's they need right. to see that we still love each other and we're still interested in each other. And this is part of your life that's worth fighting for. Mm. I think one of the, well, there's a couple of things that I usually try to figure out. One is a lot of prescription drugs that women take can affect this. So the biggest category is antidepressants. I think, you know, yep. God bless you. If you have to be on it, most women don't have to be on it. And there's freedom from that. And a lot of times that class of drugs in particular will be very damaging. Uh, they'll, they'll make women indifferent, apathetic, mm-hmm. sex drive, but then don't care. Mm-hmm. So I do try to help women see that there's probably things that you're doing, your diet, your lifestyle, your sleep, your stress level, the, the, you know, maybe the things that you're taking, like prescription drugs or whatever, there's so many things that could be contributing to it that you need a lifestyle overhaul. You don't need, I mean, I think this is what happens with men. We think, oh, this guy lost his sex drive. He just needs a pill. Mm-hmm. No, we need a lifestyle overhaul. And um, most of the time, if you start taking inventory of how you're living your life, what you're eating, how stressed you are, how you're sleeping, prescription drugs that could be offending that part of your life pretty soon, you probably have your answer. That's right. And I, I remember, you know, listening to you talk about this, um, everybody who's listening to this and has read Becoming Mom Strong knows I spent most of my adult life, I would say from my early twenties to, um, my late thirties on and off of anti-anxiety medicine and anti-depression medication. And I remember my husband saying to me one time, you're just not you anymore. You're just, you're like, you're like a muted version of yourself. And I was willing to accept the muted version of myself because it felt better than the stressed out, freaked out, anxious version of myself. But I can remember so clearly just the sadness in my husband's voice. And it was really, it was really him who made me go, okay, I don't want this. If I'm struggling like this in my thirties, what am I going to be like in my forties and my fifties and my sixties? And I, I wanted to, I wanted to be the girl that he married. And so when you talk to a woman who's, she recognizes herself and what we've just described and she's going, okay. And I know a lot of people are, because I met a whole bunch of them 
in a Cedar Falls last weekend. And it's not uncommon because this is what the medical community has done. Uh, they take a person who's struggling with anxiety or depression or whatever, and then that woman ends up on medication the rest of her life. And she feels like she can't get off. So what do you say to the woman? A, first of all, let's talk to the mom who's been on or is on right now um, an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety medication. I feel like we, it, like a good disclaimer would be uh, to say, uh, if, if this is you, you don't just want to get off of it cold turkey, correct? No. And, you know, that's why it's always good to have, you know, a group of people, um, you know, people who can mentor you through this. You do not want to just cold turkey stop anything. You want to do this in concert with your doctor. You want to tell them, look, you know, this has helped me for a certain period of time. I'm thankful for that. But I really, you know, want to work toward getting off. Any good doctor will help you do that. There's lots of good ways to do it. And as you're doing that with the help of your physician, then you do all these other natural things. You really focus on nutrition. Uh, you focus on removing the things in your life that are toxic. Um, if you do a little bit of research about, you know, the things that we use in our house every day, the cleaners we use, the lotion we use, what we're cleaning our clothes with, a lot of those things are filled with toxins that cause hormone disruption, that cause all kinds of physical and emotional problems for us. So you just begin slowly to just make a lifestyle change. You begin to say, like, I'm going to really be careful what I put in my body. Um, I'm going to learn way more about nutrition, about environmental toxins. Um, I'm going to be really careful when I get offered to take something, even from a physician. Um, because a lot of times, you know, our options as, a, as the medical community, when you have hormone problems, what we can offer you is A, take all the parts out. B, synthetic hormones, which cause cancer and stroke and heart disease. C, antidepressants, which cause apathy and weight gain and cause you to lose your sex drive. So our options are pitiful. That's why I love to see women take back this part of their lives. Learn more about it. Do some research. Join a group of people where, you know, you can have a mentor. You can learn about these things. Um, because there are a lot of answers out there, but you've got to be willing to take the responsibility for your own health in your own hands and say, you know, I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to find ways to support myself that aren't toxic, that aren't causing more problems than they're helping. And so um, there really are um, ways that we can improve our sex drive and improve intimacy. And um, one of the things that you like to talk about, and I do too, is the impact of essential oils in this area. When you talk to a mom who's struggling with this and you're going to, and she's interested in, in an essential oil that would help her, what's come with like the first three that come to mind and why? Well, first of all, let me just say that oils in general are adaptogenic molecules that God literally filled the earth with. So they're everywhere. You've been exposed to them You've been healed by them. You've been out in the environment. You've breathed them in spruce trees, honeysuckle vines, rose bushes. You've been exposed to this miraculous way of balancing and healing our bodies all the time. So what you're doing when you start using them, you know, with intention is you're just concentrating that. And um, one of the things that I love to teach people because oils are almost magic, but they're not magic either in that. You know, if you're just using them, if you're just using a hormone oil every now and then, and you're not really otherwise changing your lifestyle, 
letting the oils become a part of your daily life, you know, using your diffusers and all of that, you're going to have lackluster results. So it's not just as simple as saying, okay, use these three oils, you'll feel better. Yep. It's almost that simple, but not quite that simple. Mm-hmm. My favorite that we have, I, I use Young Living Oils. The fa- my favorites that we have for hormone balance are Progescence Plus. Progescence Plus is a progesterone serum that balances the effects of having too much estrogen, which most of us do because we're exposed to estrogen-like molecules in our food and in our cleaning products and in our personal care products. So it will help balance that out. That one, I would say, makes more difference for people than any other one oil. And of course, we also have some natural estrogen oils, and we have a great blend called Lady Sclerol that I love that has a little bit of natural uh, estrogen-like effect, but also just some mood-boosting oils. And really, all essential oils, the first place they go when you breathe them in is to the emotional center of your brain, so they're all very effective at reducing stress and increasing your capacity for joy. Um, they help deal with buried emotions. Um, they just have a profound effect on your emotional life. So even if you didn't have hormone issues, you need to be using them for the emotional effect. But add to that how powerful they are for hormones. And I'm telling you, it is some good stuff. Yeah, it really is. And I can remember the first time I started using um, essential oils for hormones. There were a couple that I used that I actually quit using because it I had the the side effects of it made me go, oh my word. Because at first I was like, oh, this is hocus pocus, right? Because what's nothing in a bottle like that, essential oils, blah, blah, blah. And, and it totally worked. And actually it 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 unbalanced me and I realized I was taking the wrong ones. <laughs> I realized, wow, this is actually, this is working because it was having uh, something of a of a, a backwards effect on me. And so I kind of, I played around with it. I played around with my diet a little bit more and I switched it up. I did my homework. Somebody got, gave me a, like, I don't know, I think it was three feet thick, this like, <laughs> like an essential oils um, manual. And I took it with me on airplanes everywhere I could go because I realized, okay, this is, this is, these are powerful. And I started using them for headaches and for muscle, uh, muscle problems and uh, mood, uh, mood boosting and all that stuff. And it really does make a difference, but it, it does, you're right. It takes time to sort of figure it out and you have to be committed to saying, I want something different for myself and I want something different for my family. Yep. And I always like to say too, for people who like in the past have had lackluster results with oils, there's a couple of things that I think of. One is you can't just use, use them every Thursday and then wonder why your hormone, hormones aren't balanced or whatever. They're like food. So think of how God filled the earth with trees and shrubs and flowers. There's not just one spruce tree in your town that every now and then, you know, you pass by and breathe in the goodness from it. They're everywhere. And you want to you wanna mimic that in your own house. You want them diffusing in your house. You use them. Uh, to clean with. You use them. That's how all ancient cultures use them. They use them for everything, their daily life. And once you begin using them like that, you'll start seeing results. The other thing is you have to get quality oils. A lot of oils are basically perfume grade oils. The way that they're made is in a lab. They're extracted with harsh solvents, so they're full of toxic stuff. So you have to get with a company that steam distills them from um, organic land from real plants. You got to get the real thing. So I think 
if you fix those few things, your experience with oils will be way different than if you just buy a few at the grocery store, you know, use them every now and then you're not going to have, first of all, you're definitely not going to balance your hormones like that. And you're not going to have amazing results like that. Yeah, that's totally that's totally true. And we are actually going to be uh, doing a class on this, right? Coming up um, September 5th through the 10th. So if you guys are interested in learning about essential oils, particularly where uh, women are concerned and hormones, intimacy, we're going to be talking about family wellness because hello, flu season. I hate to even think about it. I Actually, I know in the South, y'all, you're really happy for the summer to come to an end. But up here <laughs> where I live, uh, in the Pacific Northwest, I'm crying myself to sleep every night because I'm like, no, no, no. Like the cold is coming back and the flu is coming back and all that stuff. We're going to be talking about this. We're going to do um, an open Facebook class called uh, Oils for Women, Hormones, Intimacy, and Family Wellness. And uh, we're going to be teaching about how these oils work and really give you some practical nuts and bolts stuff, some uh, 101 stuff you're going to hear, testimonies from people just like me who've been using them for a long time and are like, this actually will uh, this will actually change your life. So um, I'm really excited about that. Edie, one thing really, and I know you're coming to teach in that class, I think, right? At least once. I am yeah. actually teaching my hormone class in there. So are if you, you want to oh. know more, yeah. all the specific hormone balance, make sure you join the class. Yep. All right. And I will link back to that in the show notes today for those of you who are interested in that. One more thing, Edie, before you go, um, I mentioned uh, flu season. Um, as a physician, I love that I love that you heard. People probably do this to you all the time. Like my, my very best friend's a nurse. And so whenever I've got like, especially when I was breastfeeding, <laughs> I was all, every day I was like, you're going to save me a whole lot of money if I could just like, you know, 15 minutes, can I just bend your ear, Margaret, you know? And so uh, <laughs> she would give me advice. And since I've got you um, on the line, we know that cold and flu season is just around the corner. And a lot of moms are sending their kids back to school. But even if you're homeschooling, I mean, really, all you got to do is go to Walmart and push a cart and bam, you got the flu. So uh, what do you, what what are like two things that come to the top of your head that you think these are a couple of things that uh, parents can do and mothers in particular to help protect their kids um, in the cold and flu season? Well, a couple of, the first thing that I think of is sugar. When you eat a diet heavy in sugar, you're way more susceptible to viruses and bacteria The second thing is that um, stress. So when you're stressed Mm. out, studies show that you are so much more likely to get sick because we're exposed to bacteria and viruses all the time. Mm -hmm. The question is, is your immune system working well enough to combat it? So sugar and stress are high on the list. And then, of course, if you're using oils, those are so strengthening to your immune system. We've got some thieves and lemon that come in our starter kit that are so good for your immune system. So you get a starter kit in combination with reducing your stress and reducing your sugar. And I'm telling you, you'll you'll develop an immune system that will withstand the cold and flu season and more. Yep. So, and wash your hands for the love, like everybody. Oh, wash your hands. Wash your hands. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> if you're around little kids, wash your hands. Wash your hands. We, that's just a, you know, that's a given. Edie, I love you, women. I love your wisdom and I let you share it with so many people. Uh, you've also written a book and we didn't talk about it today. What's the name of your book real quick and where can people find it? It's called All the Pretty Things. It's a spiritual memoir about being raised in poverty and alcoholism and drug abuse and how God rescued me from that and became my true father. Um, So yeah, all the pretty things on Amazon. 
I love it. I love it. If you guys haven't checked out that, I will link back to it in the show notes today. Edie, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. And I'm really actually excited that you're coming back and you're going to be doing a class with us. So this is going to be amazing. Everybody, if you missed that, it's going to be September 5th through the 10th. I will link back to it in the show notes today. It's free. You can join the class and we're doing, uh, it's video based, right, Edie? Yes. Yes. So it's going to be fun. It'll be a live video inside the Facebook group. I'll, I'll share all my tips and tricks for balancing your hormones naturally. I love it. All right, everybody. If you would like to find out more about my friend, Edie Wadsworth, just head on over to the show notes, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. And if you would like to join us for the class on uh, oils for women, hormones, intimacy, and family wellness, that's September 5th through 10th. We will link back to it in the show notes today. Edie, I love you, girl. Thank you, honey. I was so happy to talk to you again. Have a great uh, rest of your day. You too. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening today. I would like to encourage you, if you're interested in coming to listen to the hormones class, Oils for Women, Hormones, Intimacy, and Family Wellness, it runs September 5th through 10th. Uh, it is a Facebook Live class that we're going to be doing, and I will link back to that in the show notes today. Also want to encourage you to come back on Monday. I'm going to be answering a couple of questions that have been sort of sitting in my inbox for a while, and I can't wait to get to those. So thanks for listening. If you guys are enjoying this podcast, I would love it if you would leave a review for it over at iTunes. You can rate it, uh, write a little bit of a review. That helps us really to get it out there to more people. So you guys are fantastic. Thank you so much for listening and spending just a part of your day with me, and I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.